Hello, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I am your host, Veronica Peretti. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Welcome to this new solar year. So I just want to take a moment. It's been a while since we've been together in this way on the podcast, and it's been a really wild year. So take a moment to thank yourself for getting through it, for showing up for yourself. Just take a moment to put one hand over your heart. And if you are somewhere where you can safely close your eyes, please do. If you're comfortable doing that, if you're driving, please keep them open and just take a moment. Allow yourself to breathe. And take a deep breath in, filling your belly, your ribs, and your chest. And a full breath out from your chest, your ribs, and your belly. And allow your shoulders to relax, allow your jaw to relax. And just thank yourself for showing up for yourself throughout 2023, for taking care of yourself and for doing your best. So it is a new solar year and I have not been with you for a while. My goal for this new year is to show up here weekly with you once again. It's been a really crazy year for me. If you are newer to me, I had a baby last year and prior to that, 2022 was really crazy because that was the year that I spent the first half of the year trying to get pregnant. Then I did get pregnant and then we moved, which we were waiting to do for a long time. And that was just absolute insanity. And the year before that, I got married and the year before that was 2020 and That was, you know what that was. And right before 2020 started, I got engaged. So the end of 2019. So I am looking forward to a really chill year. Unfortunately, the astrology does not want to join me in that, what I think is a really good intention (laughs) to have a chill year. The astrology is pretty dramatic for 2024. And on that note, I will be teaching my year ahead astrology workshop on Sunday, January 7th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. So every year I teach this workshop. It's on Zoom. You are welcome to come. You can sign up. It's $35 to drop into this one workshop. It's four to six. I do a big presentation. We do a meditation and then we set our intentions for the new year together. I love teaching this workshop. It's probably my favorite thing to teach all year. And it's a lot of fun. And a lot of people who are coming this year have come to the previous, I think it's three years we've been doing it. So this will be the fourth year. I'm really excited. And the astrology for 2024 is pretty jam-packed. It's intense. It's got a lot of energy. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. I'm going to include the 
link to sign up in the show notes below. So wherever you're listening to this, you can check the show notes and find the link. And if you can't find that, or you don't see it, or you're driving, you can always go to my website later, veronicaparetti.com and sign up there under events. So that's my little spiel about what's going on for the workshop and the lowdown on 2024. You'll want to come to the workshop to get that lowdown. But I wanted to share with you, since we haven't been together in a little while, some of the things that I'm working on for 2024 and some of the things that I'm thinking about. So I go through my own intention setting process for the new year. Every year I do the same questions, the same journaling prompts, the same process. And I've been doing it for quite some time, quite a few years. I think I started it. I started a version of it in 2016, I believe. And it's morphed and changed and I've added some things to it. But that is the process that I'll be leading you through at the workshop. But in doing the process myself on New Year's Eve this year, I came up with a few words to help me kind of to be guideposts throughout the year. I think some of these words are going to be more important than other words. One of them is more the umbrella term. The others are supporters. But my words for the year are vibrant. That's my number one word. Grounded, present, clear, strong, and creative. And my mantras for 2024 are, I am doing enough. Let it be easy. So I am doing enough is number one. I've been working with that one for a while. And let it be easy is the one that I was working with a little bit, but I was finding it hard to work with. So there's something in it for me. And on that note, that is why I want to get back to being with you here every week, because so much of my experience in doing the podcast in the past was making it perfect, you know, making sure that I edited, edited it every week and little things like that. When I repeat edit, I would go and, and take that out. And editing the podcast takes as much time as actually recording it and an equal amount of time goes into actually preparing my notes to deliver the podcast. So whatever you're listening to takes three times as long in terms of planning it and putting it together and then the editing and then getting it up on the internet and making the image for my website and blah, 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 blah. So all of that is to say that I am going to let it be easy this year. So I'm finding ways to make it easier for myself, but just know that I'm going to be here. I'm going to try my best to get to you every week. And I'm just going to come on the mic and talk. If I don't have a ton of time, I'll give you a short episode. And if I have more time or there's a lot going on, I'll give you a longer episode. And some weeks I'll do a lot of prep and some weeks I'll probably do less and I'm not going to edit as much. And hopefully that's okay. And you guys roll with it and you find some value in it. And I beat myself up so much for not showing up, but then I do this thing where I'm like, oh, but if it's not perfect, why show up? And I know you know what I'm talking about, because if you are a high achieving type A woman in Western world, this is how we are indoctrinated to be. So 
we are all really hard on ourselves. So if you want to join me in that mantra for 2024, let it be easy. I'm going to let it be easy because I really enjoy doing this. I find that this really gets my own creative juices going and it actually helps me in terms of my own practice of understanding my own chart and understanding astrology for myself and making sense of the world. And I know that you guys are tuning in because you want to make sense of the world that we're living in. And it's going to be a really intense year. And I want to be here to help you make sense of it. So with that said, the first thing I want to talk about today, after that very long intro, thanks for hanging with me, is intention setting. So a lot of people will say, oh, well, the new year, it's just another day on the calendar. And that is true. There are different ways to look at it because the Gregorian calendar, the solar calendar that we use, it is something that comes from Pope Gregory changing the calendar. And we used to use a solar calendar. And so religious holidays are based on a solar calendar. That's why Easter is a different day every year and Passover is different and the Jewish holidays in general are different. And of course, Christmas is always the 25th of December because whatever, Christmas is Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm a big Christmas fan, but Christmas obviously is more of a engineered for capitalism than it is for (laughs) honoring the Lord and Savior, if I know what, if you know what I mean. So it's, All of that is to say that most religious holidays, and I'm going off on a tangent, and this is something that I would normally edit, but I'm going to leave it in. It's making me really uncomfortable to leave that tangent in, but I'm going to do it because I'm letting it be easy. So the thing about the lunar calendar is that when we look at the lunar calendar, as a lot of Eastern cultures use, like Chinese astrology, they use the the lunar calendar, we would see the new, the lunar new year would be starting with the new moon in Aquarius. So it's the day after the new moon in Aquarius. So the lunar calendar will be beginning on February 10th. We also have the first new moon of the year, which will be the new moon in Capricorn on January 11th. So some people might choose to set their intention on January 11th or on February 10th, because those are perfectly good days to consider the start of your year. Other people might consider the start of the year the spring equinox, because that is when the zodiacal year begins. That's when the sun enters Aries. Now, I like to honor the equinoxes and the solstices anyway, because those are very powerful days. I am also an Aries and I'm an early Aries. So my birthday is right after the spring equinox. And that's another way to think about the start of your year. You have a solar return every year, AKA your birthday, when the sun comes back to the exact spot where it was the day you were born. So that is a natural start to your year. So I think of the start of the year for myself personally as my solar return, but I think there's still a lot of value in honoring the new year from a, you know, solar calendar, Gregorian calendar perspective, because we're all in it together. There's a collective energy. There's a collective pulsation to New Year's Day being the start of a a, a fresh start. And that has meaning to me because I grew up in the West, right? I grew up in, in America and I grew up 
honoring the new year and I grew up with all the new year, new you messages. So there is a certain meaning, a certain energetic pulsation to that for me. So I still honor the new year by doing some sort of intention setting. And as I told you, I do the same process every year and it's a different process than what I do at other points in the year because I am an astrologer, a yoga teacher, really interested in self-discovery. I'm always setting intentions, you know? So this is, to me, these are all great opportunities to have an energetic reset. So you don't need to wait until the new moon in Capricorn or the lunar new year or your solar return. If you feel inclined to set an intention, if you feel inclined to engage in the start of the year, the solar calendar, you know, go at it. I feel that it doesn't matter as long as you feel like it's in alignment with your energy and how you're feeling. If you are feeling like you want to hibernate and be still and reflective and, you know, keep going with the Hallmark movie channel uh, marathons, I watched a lot of Hallmark Christmas movies. My Christmas was canceled because my husband got COVID. So unfortunately, Christmas for me was me and my son, who is now nine and a half months old. He doesn't normally get screen time, but he got a lot of Hallmark Christmas movie screen time while my husband was sick. So that if you're still in that space, you know, honor that. It's okay. You don't have to get get all excited about resetting. But if you feel inclined to, this is a time to do it. It's great. Now, some people will say we're in the waning moon phase, right? The moon is losing light every night because we're in the second half of the moon phase as we move toward that new moon in Capricorn on the 11th. And people don't necessarily make intentions in the second half of the moon cycle. But once again, I always say you dictate your fate and you do what feels energetically aligned for you. And for me, doing my process always feels energetically aligned. And there's a little excitement to me doing it on the day of New Year's Eve before the calendar turns. And that's just how I feel. There's a certain excitement to it for me. I'm also an Aries and I love a fresh start. I love a beginning. Aries are the first sign of the Zodiac. We are great initiators. We are great starters. We are not necessarily good at the follow through. So take everything I'm saying with a grain of salt, knowing that I love a reset. I love a beginning. So if you are more inclined to do a slow burn to the start of the year, that's okay too. I do think that if you did do an intention setting practice, on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. It was a really good one this year because the moon was in Virgo and Venus was squaring Saturn. Those are very pragmatic, practical, realistic transits. We actually had a grand trine in Earth on New Year's Eve. So you might have noticed that a lot of people were not into boozing it up or having a really raucous New Year's Eve because the moon was in Virgo. So people were like, let me go to bed early and get started on my new year, new me. I do want to offer a caveat that intention setting is not about being a better version of you. 
this is my opinion, of course. Everything on this podcast is my opinion, but I just want to say it is not about being a better version of you. It's about being more in alignment with the truth of who you are. So don't get caught up in, I'm going to set all of these arbitrary things about drinking more water or exercising 30 minutes or taking 10,000 steps. To me, that's not what the kind of intention setting that is useful. It might be useful. Maybe you really feel dehydrated and you need to to set a reminder on your phone to drink more water. That might be a really useful thing. But in terms of these energetic resets that we're engaging with, whether it's the new moon or the start of the year, I encourage you to get a little bit deeper than that and to think about how can I intentionally be more in alignment with who I really am. And to me, that's the power of these things is they just offer us an opportunity to reflect and reset, reflect and reset. And truthfully, you can do that every day. Every day when the sun rises, it's an opportunity to reflect and reset. So you don't need to wait for the new year. Now, as I mentioned, Venus was squaring Saturn on Monday. So New Year's Day might have felt a little heavy. That can be a heavy energy. And this is a closing square. So that means that Venus met up with Saturn back on January 22nd, 2023. They had a conjunction. And their next conjunction will be March 21st. So this is the closing square. This is the finishing up of a story that Venus and Saturn have been working on together since last January, a year ago. So with that said, there could have been a little bit of sadness with this. There could have been a little bit of loneliness. This could have been a reality check. This could have been a decision to stay by yourself and kind of go it alone It could have been a decision to communicate a willingness to compromise or working on it in a partnership. Venus is always about relationships. Truthfully, all astrology is about relationships, but Venus in particular is about relationships. I forgot who I was listening to, but I think I was listening to Glennon Doyle's podcast and she had someone on who was talking about there is no self without the other. And we spend a lot of time thinking about ourselves, but there is no self without the other, right? Like there is no yin without the yang. There's no yang without the yin. So we are always seeing ourselves in relationship to other things. So all astrology is relationships is basically what I'm getting at. And, but when Venus is involved, we're looking at our relationships a little bit more acutely. So Venus is square Saturn, which meant that there was a little bit of some sort of reality check going on in your life, in your relationships, could have been your relationship with your money, because Venus, of course, has to do with money. And Saturn does love to talk about responsibility and obligations. So something was coming up in that realm on Monday and might still be in the air. Um, and we also have... Mercury station direct. So it was a big day Monday. You know, the new year kicked off with a bang. We had that Mercury going direct, which is so nice. So Mercury retrograded on the 13th of December at eight degrees Capricorn. 
He now stationed to go direct at 22 degrees Sagittarius on Monday. I am recording this on January 2nd, Tuesday. So now Mercury will one more time go through those degrees from 22 Sagittarius all the way to 8 degrees Capricorn. Once he gets to 8 degrees Capricorn on January 21st, he will leave his post-retrograde shadow. So I recently was looking at someone's newsletter, not an astrologer, but someone who's an astrology enthusiast. And she was saying, oh, just, you know, seven days after retrograde, then you're out of the shadow. That is not true. The shadow is a real thing. And the shadow ends when Mercury gets to the degree at where he went retrograde to begin with. So it's not a specified this many days, that many days. Sometimes what you will hear me say is that you will feel the planet most intensely five days before and five days after it stations. So that means that if Mercury, you know, Mercury stationed to go direct on Monday, you're going to feel his influence in your life most acutely for those five days. So Monday to Friday, um, and perhaps for the five days prior. Um, but that's not the shadow. The shadow is an actual thing looking at the degrees. So we want to make sure that when you're talking about the shadow, that we are looking at January 21st as the end of the shadow period. That doesn't mean that you don't make any plans. It doesn't mean that you don't sign contracts. It just means that you take a little bit extra care. You're just a little more careful. And whatever the story is that's been coming up with Mercury, Mercury's communication, thought processes, how we express ourselves, whatever's been going on with Mercury since December is going to be finished up. It's going to get cleared up. It's going to get finished up. It is a really great opportunity to tie up some loose ends at this time at the start of the year before things start to get really busy. And they're going to start to get busy fast because we've got all the planets going direct soon. Mars goes into Capricorn on Thursday the 4th. So this is the other big news of the week. Mars enters Capricorn. Now Mars in Capricorn is exalted. Mars in Capricorn is motivated. He's powerful. He likes to be there. Mars is, of course, the ruler of Aries and Scorpio, but he gets special powers when he is in Capricorn. It's kind of like being the special honored guest at a state dinner. You know, everyone's fawning all over you. That's how Mars feels when he's in Capricorn. So that's on Thursday. And that means that for the next few weeks with Mars and Capricorn, you're going to feel more motivated and things are going to pick up steam. You're going to want to get stuff done. So again, if it's a slow burn start to the beginning of the year, do not fret. Mars and Capricorn is going to pick up the pace pretty soon. Next sun is going to square Chiron's. The sun is in Capricorn. We're in Capricorn season. And he is going to make a square to Chiron, who is in Aries and has been in Aries for a long time, many years at this point. And that will be on January 6th, which is Saturday. So sun and sun squaring Chiron can feel really sensitive. We might feel a little bit like our ego. It's ego raising. It brings the ego to the surface. So you might feel like your ego gets bruised by someone And you might just feel a little bit more vulnerable. 
it is a good opportunity to clear out some emotional junk. So if you feel like there's some stuff coming up, just cry it out. Of course, the sun in Capricorn and Chiron and Aries, they're not the biggest criers. They're not the best. I mean, maybe they are. I would say I always joke that the that water signs get a bad rap for being the sad sacks of the zodiac, whereas the fire signs are really the big criers. And I can say that because I'm a fire sign with a lot of fire in my chart. We are the real, we're the real emotional ones. So I apologize if you hear ringing in the background because my husband is with my son downstairs and he's shaking something that's ringing. Um, So a good cry, some journaling, or even sweating it out might feel really good. Again, no new year, new you business here. I'm just saying that if you are a person that likes to move your body and sweat, when we've got Aries energy or fire energy, sometimes that feels really good. Maybe it's going into the sauna and sweating it out and crying it out. That could be a great way to utilize this energy. But that is on Saturday, the sun square Chiron, we're all going to feel we're going to be in our feels. So whatever you do to make yourself feel better or to release that pent up emotion, that's going to be a useful practice on uh, Saturday. Finally, just a reminder that my 2024 workshop is going to be on Sunday, which is January 7th at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And this is the year of 29 degrees. So We have a lot of planets that are going to be making moves at 29 degrees, which is the last degree of each of the signs. We call it the anoretic degree, and that means that it is the final sign. That's basically what the the anoretic degree means is the last degree. But there's a potency to 29 degrees. There is an intensity there's a passion, there is undeniable change when we have planetary activity at the anoretic degree. So that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about on Sunday. And I hope you will join us because things are going to be transformed this year, whether or not you want them to be. And you want to be prepared for that, of course. So Last but not least, I, again, I'm going to try to get here every week with you. And my plan is to record these on Sundays. And with that said, I want to just leave you with the fact that on Monday, Mercury, that is January 8th, Mercury is going to make a square to Neptune. So even though Mercury stationed direct on Monday the 1st, things might feel a little hazy, into next week because Mercury square Neptune can make things feel really foggy. And on the other hand, you also might find that you feel a little bit more in touch with your subconscious between the sun square Chiron and Mercury square Neptune. There's going to be more availability to uh, reach into those darker, more um, underlying places of your heart and your mind that that might not be so easy for you to reach into at other times. So that's what I got for you. It's so nice to be back with you guys. Um, I would love to see you at the workshop. So feel free to go sign up on my website or you can use the link in the show notes for Dictate Your Feet, a 2024 workshop for the year ahead. And I hope to see you there before we go. Just one more time. Place a hand on your heart. Take a deep breath in. 
Thank yourself for showing up for yourself this past year. And a full breath out. All right, I will talk to you next week. Until then, take care of yourself. Bye. One more thing before you go. If you like the show, please subscribe, follow, rate, and review it. It really helps other astrology enthusiasts find the Essential Astrocast. And even better, send this episode to one of your friends who you know will appreciate it. It would mean the world to me and it will help more people find the podcast. Okay, until next time, may the stars shine brightly upon you.